0: Welcome to the Barely Joking podcast. Well, I'm Aaron F- you
1: always get to say that shit first, bro,
0: man. Because I I jump on it. I jump on it. Because <clears throat> true, true. Yeah. like if this was like an improv stage and I'm just attacking the stage, you can't just be in the back being like, wait, wait, wait. I was supposed to go up first, man. Right, right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I should be yes,
1: ending. Yes, yes, and yes, All yeah.
0: right. Welcome to the Barely Joking podcast. This is Aaron Figueroa, and I'm here with Darth Shory. What was that? Par- Darth Darth Shory?
1: <laughs> you can call me Darth Vader. Yeah, you,
0: do you know how long it took me to to like get your name right i was just like Parth, Parth, part
1: one syllable parth. it can't be that hard
0: i mean it's just it's just different you know it's just it hits you different it's like oh are you gonna get this type, this type of weed or this type of weed or this type of alcohol or that type of alcohol it just hits you different like john that's like vodka to me and then you're on like on some hennessy shit where i was just like whoa it's
1: suave Swamp whoa day. what was that
0: what together can i get that together. again what yeah <clears throat> yeah man so, so how's cool. your week been man it's been What's interesting been? okay I've been, that's cool.
1: since we've been since we've been doing this podcast i really got into the podcasting world and uh i've been apparently i don't know if you know this but or how how much you're in a podcast but i have gotten into podcasts a lot in the last couple of years but apparently in 2015 and 2014 around that time there was a podcast called Serial that was blowing up about this murder case and uh, I recently discovered it and I started to listen to it and it has blown my mind where I'm at a point where I want to start a serial killer podcast except I wouldn't know how to do it and let me just give you a background on the podcast right so the podcast is basically about this dude who killed his ex-girlfriend, and there's oh, a... Oh, this is
0: legit murder. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's, it's Yo, not a joke. For, yeah. hey for guys, some reason, I thought
0: it was a funny podcast where it's just like yeah, we're yeah. saying cereal, no. but it's yeah. like Fruit Loops, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, no. Audience members. When I say he killed, I'm not saying he killed the audience because he was so funny. I'm talking about this, this guy murdered,
0: and... Uh... <laughs> okay, that made it i don't think that made it any clearer but i feel like the confidence that you brought to it
1: right okay yeah let me let me explain it further he didn't kill the audience physically that's what i was you know what is this this analogy is just getting worse anyway my point is this is about an actual murderer right murdered his ex-girlfriend uh allegedly because he's in jail for 30 for life and uh apparently there's like What's it called? Conflicting argument. Some people say he's innocent. Some people say he he really did it and shit. And, uh, yo, but the quality of that podcast is amazing. That's what I got out of it. I'm listening to this podcast and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so deep. Was it it a miscarriage of justice? And I'm like, yo, what microphone is this chick using right now? (laughs) What microphone is this investigative journalist using right now? No, no, no. Because she sounds so crisp.
0: No, I've, I've, I've. I'm hearing the difference, and I'm like looking at their mics, and like it seems like when I look at H3, H3, or um, Joe Rogan or whoever, like they they always use like the same microphone, and I'm just like, man, that's got to be like the thousand dollar microphone, you know? That's yeah. like that premium shit. That's the yeah. I'm making money, baby.
1: That that's that's I'm making money off of podcasting money, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The or, they, or they're good. like faking it to make it. Right. Or, like, you know, you know what that saying is faking it until you, until make, you it. make it, which, yeah.
1: which I think is personally, I think that's bullshit. Don't fake it till you make it just, you know, half half ass it. And if you make it quit the other thing that you were doing, you know, that's a real <laughs> way to do it.
0: <laughs> Be real, bro. Be real. Yeah, man, I feel that. All right. So so you got back on your shit. Um, all right. So you were listening to Serial. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> listen, I, I had a productive week, but it felt like it went by too fast. Like, I was writing one joke the entire week, bro. Crazy. Crazy. What was the joke? What was the joke? Okay, actually, I'll tell you. I I, I put it on Twitter today. And I know that you're thinking that I got like 3,000 likes on it. Like, like never, but no. No, I
1: wasn't thinking that at <laughs> all. 100%. Okay.
0: All right, so... I says. Hey, but wait, wait, if, wait, wait! I just wait. want to say, I just
1: want to say, you you do deserve three thousand likes though.
0: So. I, you know what? I think I do too. Well, no, no, no! I got one like, bro. I got one <laughs> like and one retweet.
1: Okay, all I, right. I no this.
0: All right. So, uh, the joke is, if the coronavirus hits New York City, yes, it will be an epidemic, but it will, it will also be delayed by NTA train traffic. <laughs> Yeah, I was, That's I was really proud of that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I get it now that I moved to New York. I get it.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, I was just like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta keep on writing for like this NBC workshop thing. Right. And right. I haven't been writing, uh, those, those topical jokes. I've been working on my characters, but when I, when I kept on seeing all this news for, uh, the coronavirus, I was just like, this is a perfect opportunity to make a joke about how slow uh, the train is. And I was just like, pretty proud of it. Pretty. Yep.
1: I mean, I feel like this is very much in the voice of Jimmy Fallon.
0: Mm. hmm you know? Yeah, I agree with you.
1: I yeah. Feel like I like I could see Jimmy Fallon doing that and then, uh, what's the dude, the lead drummer of the Roots? What's his name? Quest, Quest Love, like doing the bottom tiss and giving him a nod, like, hey, Jim, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know? So, I just have to to channel that kind of funny into two more pages, pretty right. much. You know?
1: But let's be realistic. Like, if you're a writer on a show like that, you probably write 100 jokes and only one of them, a joke of that caliber, would make it under the monologue, right?
0: Right. Right, right, right.
1: So would you say you wrote 100 jokes to get this joke? Do you think you wrote, like, 99 jokes before this one and then you got this joke?
0: Uh, I mean... I think in total, I've definitely written more than that, <laughs> like way, way more than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, I, you know, I, I mean, I want to manufacture the feeling of how easy that was to make. It was like right. it just came out the first right, time, right, right. and I'm like, oh, good to go. But here's here's my my thing, and this is this is an open ended question. Um, if you see a joke on Twitter made by another person, right? Mm-hmm. could that have been good enough for stage? Or are just some jokes just one punch and done? Can't be well, performed on stage, yeah, or yeah, shouldn't no, be. I get,
1: well, something like this is definitely a monologue joke. I think that's what the main thing is here. It's a it's a, it's a straight-up monologue joke, right? And then uh, the way I see it in my head is, because a lot of talk shows do sketches too, right? In a certain way. Or they do these repeated segments that they have. So in my opinion, I feel like the hierarchy is like monologue joke, uh, sketch, and then stand-up. Because the thing about a stand-up joke is it's more of like, and again, this is all my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm This is what I feel, that a stand-up joke can break the rule, of, the rule of threes, right? Which is a well-known rule, that they're usually three beats in a sketch. Yes. Or if you're doing an improv and you catch a game, you should do it at least three times, heightening it each time. And then you end it on the third highest applause or whatever uh and, that, and that's what the art of comedy is really right making sure it, your beats increase as you go for that rule of threes but i feel in stand-up you can get away with doing it twice and having a weird twist at the end or you can even do it four times if you have enough examples or something right and that's pretty rare uh, or or you can't do it at all and just do one straight up funny ass bit it's a story and so i think that's what the hierarchy is where you go from monologue joke which is literally one beat to something that's more flexible, and then eventually reach like a stand up bit. So it's, yeah, as far that. as Twitter is concerned, I, I I don't know. It depends on what the one liner is for Twitter. Like what you presented right now definitely seems like a one liner, right? A monologue
0: joke. Right, right. Yeah, and you know what? I I know that we're going on like a slight uh, <clears throat> tangent, right. but like uh, I I was just watching the Adam the Adam Driver saturday night live like the latest one right mm-hmm. and um and i really had like they had this one sketch where uh this guy was doing a commercials for like t- uh for tacos and they kept on making him like making the actor say the same thing over and over again just like i forgot what the phrase was it, it could have been something like like oh how am i gonna pay for that right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and did you see the sketch by the way or not no no i
1: didn't i saw i saw the star wars one
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I liked I liked it too. I did. I did. I think that they did it better the first time or yeah. the the last time that they did it, but um but at least for this this taco joke or sorry, like this taco uh sketch, it was fantastic. Like because it it was almost like they were doing the they were doing the bit and then I was like, all right, well this is not that funny, right? But it was like I like it. But then they kept on saying the line over and over again. Like they over committed to the line and they were all saying the line. And then every single time, like the, like the, um, the director would say it one way, the actor would say the exact same way. And he was just like, nah, man, it's more like this. Right. But did you
1: think it got stale though? As it went, as it went on? No, I like, feel were like you
0: laughing? I was laughing at the, by the end of it. They won me over,
1: okay. you know? Right.
0: And it's kind of like those rules of like, uh if there's a rules there's a rule of three for sure. And then there's like a point where it's just like something is not funny, not funny, not funny, not funny, not funny. Not funny. And then all of a sudden it's just like it's funny, 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 very funny, very funny. And like I feel like um Family Guy does something like this a lot. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I feel I yeah, I okay, what you just a Family Guy right now, and the example that came to me was Cool Whip. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Cool Whip bit from family guy but that's like an example too of when stewie says cool whip the first time Mm -hmm. and like you're not sure what's happening and he says it the second time and the third yeah yeah i get what you're saying i i I don't know what what the word for that mechanism is where you keep repeating something till you win the audience on stage because that's not really a rule of threes right because the first i mean it is getting heightened I mean, I guess you could. That would be my first question. You haven't seen the sketch, but in the sketch, did the situation become more heightened when they were saying the
0: line? They yes, yes, it did. Like he okay. took off his pants. Uh, they made him um put his shirts over his head, like Cornelio. Right. Okay. Um, so and so the rule of
1: threes is not in the dialogue; it's in the actions with the same dialogue. So uh, yeah, it, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, no, but I'm just saying that I feel like there is a rule of threes, and then there's like one rule of like. If you just overcommit to one thing only, Mm -hmm. then you can win the the audience over. But right, but what I'm arguing is
1: that my argument is that when you say overcommit, you have to show the overcommitment as time goes on. Yes, and I feel like that becomes a rule of three because you then you you escalate the situation itself, where the character is repeating the same line or the same whatever. you know, whatever, whatever the dialogue is or whatever repeated action that the character is doing. That's what I'm saying that I feel like they're heightening. They are playing the rule of threes, but they're using the same punchline where a lot of times the punchline itself would be where the rule of three is being applied. Do you you get what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah, I feel that. You know what I got to tell you, um, for anybody that had to just sit through that, like that whole, like nitpicking of like a fucking bit. Like that's crazy. Like you're you're like you're completely a nerd. Right? Like who sits through that? Who who does that? And they're just like, and, oh and, and, you know and, and, what made that funny? This thing exactly. No, <laughs> no, it didn't. It's like, yes, it was. Like, oh my God. I feel like all you know, those things. But
1: dudes... think about it though. We we yeah. listen to shit like that though. You and me listen to <laughs> interviews by other comedians like, yo, Jerry Seinfeld and Louis C.K. broke down their joke like this, and this is why it was actually funny, you know? So I feel like other comedians, like our audience who's interested <laughs> in this kind of stuff, will be listening and be like, oh my god, this, this motherfucker's right
0: yo for real i i know i'm just saying like there's there's like a market for everything like if i was like all right so when i was in high school there was this one guy who just went home every single day and played counter-strike on his computer for from the time that he got home up until like 1 a.m like every day and he still got a's on everything i'm like yeah i, I don't i i can't even i can't even understand that, that i'm i'm not that smart you know but um but he had like a whole like dialogue and there was like an online community for it. And people would have like these discussions and they were like super fucking intense about like what, like what to use when, with what weapon, what constitutes this, what team you should be on. Uh, and I was just like, yo, this is fucking insane. I would never be a part of those. And I'm like, nope, nope. That comedy cult is real, son.
1: Yeah, no, I. that's the funny thing. Like everyone is a nerd about something. That's the thing. People uh-huh. don't realize it, but you're, you're a nerd about something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. This is it for sure. This and for it kind
1: of, sure. kind of makes you realize you're, you're, you're just, you just get so into it where I I sometimes wonder, do you, are you, are we taking the enjoyment out of it? <laughs> you Yeah. Know? But then, but then here's the thing when I'm on stage, I'm just so happy. Like, if I get the audience to laugh at anything, it makes up for everything, you know? Hey, Parth. Yo, did you drop? Hey, Parth. So, I feel like even though everyone nerds out about something, I wonder, does it take the enjoyment out of that thing that you nerd out about? Like, we nerd out about comedy. Do we... And I don't I don't think I do, personally. I don't know about you, but, like, I, I do get really serious about comedy, which is, you know, kind of sounds weird, but you do, because you're serious about being successful at it. But then when you're on stage, you feel so good. Like, I love being on stage and getting the audience to laugh, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like there is... I feel like for, for every great interaction I have with comedy, like I have like five to 15 of like those, oh man, this is not going to work out, man. <laughs> like I have a, a like a love-hate relationship with it because I mean, like just being entertained by cartoons or like TV shows should be like a passive, um, you know, like, like a passive experience. And I feel like I analyze, uh, like, what, what I'm watching just to see, like, how how I could, you know, uh, add to that joke or how I can do X, Y, and Z. But I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes it is work because I have to turn my brain off and just be like, let me just enjoy this and not analyze it or why it worked or why it did not work and how I can make myself better from just watching this performance because now I just opened up new, um, you know, possibilities in my mind for, like, you know, joke avenues. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? And
1: not even that. I think you you end up having two moods where like a lot of times when I'm coming up with an idea, I will be more uh, loose about it. Like I might even get a little bit high. I don't mind being drunk. I'll be chilling. I'll be doing whatever. And then uh, after I have the idea down, because uh, a lot of times I come up with an idea when I'm like at a bar with my friends or something and we're talking about something, right? And then I'll get serious about it and get into the nitty gritty when I'm actually very serious about comedy where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write for two hours. You know? Uh, I think, I think mm-hmm. that's the flow that most people have at least. But anyway, let's talk about our, uh, some of our material, at least for this week that we've come up with.
0: Okay, great. So you say you had like a, like a shit ton of material. I'm excited to, to hear some of it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I have a
1: couple of, so I I took this exercise on. So uh, I have a couple of one-liners that are not a couple. I I wrote about uh, 10, 15 one-liners and uh, which it's actually not a lot. The thing about them is though, most of them, most of them, most of them, (laughs) here's why I'll say it's a lot. They're all on serious topics that I had trouble doing a joke on. Except the funny thing is, one of those topics you just did a joke on, the coronavirus. But for some reason, I was using these really serious headlines. And I was like, I, I couldn't I couldn't come up with anything good. So uh, here's one of them. The headline was, uh, or I'll just read the joke because it includes the headline. China is in lockdown during the Chinese New Year due to a virus outbreak. Ironic that we have a plague-like scare in the year of the rap. right no. oh oh here's the thing though. yes 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 it is the year of the rat mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh my god plague is back because the last plague was in the 1920s and the plague before that was in the 1820s and the plague before that was in the 1720s and all that like there are memes about that shit happening and it's funny and all but the thing is this wouldn't be a stand-up joke or not sorry not a stand-up joke a monologue joke that would run on nbc or abc or whatever at least that's my opinion i feel like it's too cutting what do you think
0: I think i think it could be used um but you know like for some reason i i feel like i've Fuck heard it. that joke before right yo 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 <laughs> did i just crush your dreams did i just <laughs> yo. because Wait, i want to just to fill car our right audience now.
1: in on why i'm being so pissed here is because remember the purge idea i came up with just just a quick quick tangent to to fill everyone in here because i feel oh, like shit. this is an important inside okay, joke yeah. so people are aware <laughs> Uh I had yeah so a couple of years no, ago I came up. up with a really great sketch review idea or whatever called uh The Purge The Day After or at least it was based off of one of my sketch ideas and the idea was that a guy uh tries to kill his boss on purge night and he fails and then is confronted by his boss the next day and it was a sketch idea it went up as a sketch at Dallas Comedy House uh
0: I mean we can we, can we can we just say that like it was the submission was as a sketch that you wrote and when they put it up it was like an improvised right, set right, right can we just say right. that because Wait, it was let completely me just tell different. You something.
1: They they purged my sketch on stage. All right. So let's be so <laughs> anyway, the point is a couple of months later, while you, me and one of our mutual friends Logan Romero in Dallas was uh, we, we were thinking about as a group coming up with a sketch review on the purge itself, that the, the theme of purge for Halloween, uh, we found a couple of memes and sketches on Facebook that had been done on this exact same sketch idea. And I swear, right, it was a whole and video. I, and and it was a whole on video. My heart, I swear to God, I have, I never would plagiarize. Like I was in shock, and now I have become paranoid that my jokes, that. It seems like I'm stealing jokes. And I'm not Amy Schumer, okay?
0: Dude, that's a <laughs> low blow, Carlos bro. Spencer. That's a low blow. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yo, please. You know, if, if this was like, a, like right now, you're Nick Cannon and she's Eminem, all right? Don't fuck with it, all right? right. <laughs> Don't do this, please. Yo, I'm telling you right now, like I'm surprised that there was not more Nick Cannon jokes when he went up against Eminem. That, that's just a side note. I just I thought that more people were gonna make yeah. fun of him, you know, like i I want to see videos uh like i just I just want like s n l to go in hard, you know, I think just I, I want my everyone to get it, but no but anyway,
1: this joke why why do you think uh why do you think it sounds familiar
0: because i you know what This is the thing I heard it when I was at work, right, so somebody else that um that was telling me the joke. Was just like, oh, in this year of the rat, and I was just like, that's a good joke. That's too good. That's too good for you, I think. Right? I'm not what, sure. I haven't heard so him say many like, jokes, in, but like, oh, okay, no, no, okay, no not okay, for okay. you. For my coworker, right? Because I've heard his other jokes, and they're like they're too good. Okay. But like this one was like, you know, mm-hmm, like a little mm-hmm. bit more clever, you know. And I was just like, ooh, kudos to you. But I'm like, I'm, I think that you might have gotten that from like maybe right. Twitter or something. No, because right? I, I even know, but, uh, I even know no, how I so came up with the joke. I'll, I'll
1: break it down. So literally, I was scouring headlines to write these jokes, these monologue jokes. And I typed in CNN. And on my other screen, I had Google on. And on Google, you know how they change the image yeah. every time? So they had a rat on it. And I was like, why do they have a rat? Like, what is, like, ratatouille? What the fuck is this? I clicked on it, and it was like, Lunar, you're the rat. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have coronavirus and China locked down on one screen, and you're the rat. And so that's how I put it together. Uh, yeah, right. So technology so, like, helped you make it's that, It's not joke. even, like, bullshit. <laughs> like, this is my material, guys.
0: All right. So, all right. I mean, I believe you. You know what I'm saying? Let's just see how many more right. times okay, this so coincidence happens. So the coronavirus
1: has a new... Sorry. I I, I did not type these. I typed these too fast. So let me let me kind of wing it here. Because uh, there's spelling mistakes. The coronavirus has now gone global. With cases coming up in US, Australia, and more recently France. People are blaming Remy, the rat from Ratatouille. The Chinese are telling the French to back off as it is the year of the rat. It's kind of the same punchline, but I added, I kind (laughs) of added that last sentence in where like the Chinese are telling the French to back off because it's the year of the rat. I felt like, you know, I could do that punchline in a different way. But how do you like that Remy the Rat Ratatouille reference? No, I feel that. Because I feel like there's something there.
0: No, I, I think that there's like, that's a really dope reference. Um, And I I can totally see this happening more on like Weekend Mm -hmm. Update right like that joke but i feel like it's it's too too long long. yeah you know that's that's my that's my first impression it's way too long but by
1: the way the the idea to include remy from ratatouille uh from the disney movie ratatouille in case people aren't familiar with what i'm referring to i came up with this the comedy writing for late night tv by joe toplin that book has uh it helps you with writing these late night jokes i don't even know why i'm plugging this dude right now but whatever. And uh and the, and one of the pieces of advice he gives is put references in your jokes. Right? It it helps people relate. And uh, and the only reason I'm sharing this is so everyone knows like once again I have not stolen this joke. It's mine.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say I have not stolen this book. I actually read the book. Yo, I would, yo, man. That just goes back to like when was the last time I read like a full book, you know? And that was like probably the Hunger Games. That's a really long time ago. And that's, like, one of the first books I was just like, man, no, no, no. I need to read the whole thing, that and Harry Potter. And I did not even reach for the Cliff Notes. You feel me? Like, yo, Cliff Notes, Spark Notes, these used to save my life. Shit. I, I for real, think that, to this day, I still think that my teachers use Cliff Notes and Spark Notes to create those tests. And, like, it would be hilarious where, like,
1: you get the answer wrong, even though you literally stole that answer from Cliff Notes itself. They're, like... And you at your trap right there because you can't call her out. She'd be like, "You cheated, didn't you motherfucker." Anyway, let me <laughs> be like, "Wait, wait, but you cheated, <laughs> whatever."
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like everyone, you know, it's like that Spider-Man yeah, meme me where other. he's like, they're pointing yeah. at each other.
1: All right, uh, experts are calling. Experts are calling for a global right, so, ban yeah. on wild animal markets due to the coronavirus. Shit, I didn't write a punchline for this one. That's the punchline.
0: Dude, that was That's
1: the joke. I was just yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. that, that was perfect without the punchline. That was per- that the was joke, guys. Actually, if you think about it, I think I think that would be yeah. a good thing to do as a host once in a while. To be like, "No, oh, that's that's the joke, guys." Oh, that's the joke.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know what? That just made me realize that just means that like uh, comedians who just make one-liners from topical uh, mm-hmm. you know, topical stuff Like they're basically just journalists with a twist, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then they
0: come up. They just read the headline, and then they and then they do that little twist. Okay. So
1: I have two more stories I want to do a joke on. I have three jokes for this story. So this story, I'll give you a background, and uh, I'll run through the punchlines real quick. So Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was recently in hot water after a picture was taken of him buying expensive donuts for his staff. That's the headline. That's what happened, right? Uh, And so the (laughs) punchlines are, Ah, Canada. We're not going to Tim Hortons can land you in hot coffee. Uh, next punchline. The name of the paparazzi taking the photo, Tim Hortons or Timothy Hortons. Uh, second punchline. Uh, this is what happens when a country has a sane leader, but people want drama. I didn't think that one was funny. Mm. I, I just... That, so this is what I mean by okay, it was a okay, hard... Okay. Th- hard topic right it was it wasn't as serious as the coronavirus but the topic is just so like i don't know like maybe maybe i'm i don't have practice
0: okay so maybe my question to you is um so the the point of your of your joke is to okay sorry so the setup is uh justin trudeau buys donuts expensive for donuts. his staff right mm-hmm expensive donuts and so and then like if you could take your first punchline and tell me what what the joke of that is like how how you're spinning that what would you say
1: that well honestly the tim hortons jokes were just funny because it's canada it's a reference whatever but honestly the joke is that canada has nothing going on that they're like yo this motherfucker's buying four dollar donuts how dare he and it's like yo you think you think other world mm-hmm. leaders don't buy expensive donuts? Like why are you angry at this man? This man has gotten away with doing brown face and blackface. Where was the outrage then? <laughs> like two months ago, this dude was in hot water for brown face and blackface. Shit blew over in like a week. He did one press conference, and this thing's been happening for a week too. I'm like, so in Canada, blackface and brown face equals expensive donuts.
0: Yeah, you know what? This okay, so this is this is what I find funny about it is that you would buy, you would get an expensive donut, but as the cheapest person alive, you would just think that like the 7 Eleven donuts are just fine. Right. So to a person that spends like less than a dollar for donuts, uh, how do they view like a four-dollar donut? Like it's like a a $25 donut. Is that like a whole meal to them? $4? Like, do you know how many? Do you know how many like burritos you can get for that or something? I don't know. There's something, there's something really interesting about this idea because that's like buying right. expensive towels right. or something. No. And like well, here he,
1: he wasn't, it was just like, for what was an other interesting idea. I had those $4 donuts are probably like come down to like two fifty or around three, three dollars here. Right. Cause of the exchange rate. And that's like a crispy cream donut almost. Or like a high end Krispy Kreme donut, because a Krispy Kreme donut is like two bucks, I think, or something.
0: Yo, we are literally talking about high end Krispy Kreme. Like, yo, they're on the lo- like, like price wise and like quality wise, they're so they're so low. But right. it's just so funny to think like no, that. No, I mean that. that's yeah, but go, that's, go ahead.
1: I don't know. I feel like this topic there is something funny there. You're right. But I feel like it's one of those topics where do it as an exercise, but don't expect anything good to come out of it. You know.
0: Yeah, I because I don't think that the your yeah, point yeah, of view was I, I clear. And I don't, I don't think I have one because I kind of don't
1: care. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have a point of view. Where like when I read this headline in my mind, I'm like, that's funny, but I can't tell why it's funny. Like it's funny to me at such a personal level that it's not even worth it for me to share it with an audience. You know?
0: Right, right, right. Because like the type of person who can, aff- like, that's person that that's privileged. Imagine like. We all have the opportunity to buy Krispy Kreme donuts or something like that and spend the extra cash on it. But um, there's always going to be that one person that's just like, oh, he bought Krispy Kreme? What's next? That's me, though. That's me, though. Because no,
1: no, no. I'm actually the opposite of that. Because for me, it's like when I read that headline, I'm like, ha, motherfucker got caught because I would buy $4 donuts. But I would be like, I would pretend to be very cheap about it. Or I would be like, I would never buy $4 donuts. Those are too expensive. And you come over to my place and like, I have four dozens of mm-hmm. those, you know, but I'll be like, yeah, I, I grew up on the streets, <laughs> but I love expensive donuts, you know? All right, let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, though. I feel that. Yeah. So, so the next okay, yeah, uh, topic or next headline was James Corden or the next story was James Corden got caught getting his car pulled while he was shooting carpool karaoke i don't know if you saw this Red.
0: oh yes i did so, see this uh, yep
1: these are the punchlines i wrote fans of james Corden, Corden's cordon's carpool karaoke are upset after catching his car being towed while filming wait till they learned that two people in a car doesn't qualify him to use the hove lane the high occupancy vehicle lane uh <laughs> fan... yeah yeah go ahead you know what let, let me let me run through oh Fans of, James Corden, okay, all right. fans of James Corden's carpool karaoke are upset after catching his car being towed while filming. No one noticed that he was singing with his eyes closed while driving? It was so obvious. Uh, fan, fans <laughs> were shocked after a Twitter mm-hmm, user okay. shared a video that shows James Corden's Range Rover being towed while filming carpool karaoke. Next, they'll be shocked to find that James Corden doesn't even use a carpool lane. So it's kind of a reiteration of the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. No, that, that, that's oh, it. I have is, one more. more headline I have a joke on, but what do you think about jokes on this headline?
0: Okay. All right. This is really funny. I, 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 do. I have seen this, and um, and I think that maybe the funniest, the well, the one that hit me the hardest was the second one, where uh, James Gordon, or like, how could you not tell? He was singing, right. like, right. while on the road. Right, because like I've always thought about this for, for like um, you know actors on screen and stuff like that. I was like, I'm like, yo, is that a real yeah, road correct. or is that fake? Like, because if that's a real road, like so you should be getting right. into an accident. Oh, and what about this? I, you know? I wanted
1: to include this idea too. Um, this and it's yeah. a well-known meme that when you're when you're driving and something like crazy happens or somebody cuts you off or you're like trying to park, you need to like lower the volume of the music. Right. So wouldn't yeah. that be hilarious that James Corden yeah. is, like, on the highway driving, but he's listening to loud music? It's like, yo, you need to keep the volume low so you can pay attention, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's taking it to a completely different level. But I, I I, do understand the logic. Um, Yeah, no, I would run with that. Because, like, I feel like that is a really good opener to, like, more uh, jokes about that. Because I don't know if you even saw, but the Cash uh, there was the cash cap. There's a guy who runs the mm-hmm. cash cap. He's the host of that show, and he on Twitter uh, replied back to yeah. to like that comment, and he was just like, "Like, MB- NBC does that? Like, I've had to drive my own cab for the last 13 <laughs> years or something." Yo, Yo that is amazing. <laughs> did you really do
1: that? That's great. That's great. That's great. Like, he did. Like he did. Quarters, dude. He, did. he did. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> that was re- right. I. I just thought that was one of the funniest things I I caught right. on Twitter. See,
1: here's the other headline, though. Uh, vintage Ford Bronco sells for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars at auction for Alzheimer's Association. I guess those people forgot about OJ Simpson. Because OJ Simpson was because OJ Simpson was arrested okay. for driving a Ford Bronco, and after that happened. Ford Broncos stopped selling. That's why they're such a rare car now. And so I don't know. I I felt yeah.
0: What? That's too deep. Oh right? man, that's way that's too, too deep. That's too deep. And I feel like that's and way here's too another deep. thing I kind of realized because yeah. that's yeah. a
1: reference that uh, that's that's such a tight reference where people like I feel like other comedians would get it, but it would be other comedians who are not even of our age. Like older comedians would get it. Only because they've probably done O.J. Simpson jokes and they're more familiar with the story. I feel like people of our generation are not that familiar with O.J. Simpson, you know?
0: Oh, what, with the Netflix show, O.J.? No, nah, man, oh, I'm you? fully okay. caught up. Okay. Know, that show is amazing. But yeah, no, but I, didn't think I definitely it covered did the not Bronco. know that. Like, yeah, I um, don't think
1: it covered the significance no, of the Bronco no, no. itself. Because like, when that happened like when and I we're getting off tangent because we're talking too much about oj simpson but he's such an interesting character and like when he when he was caught finally his uh after the chase that he did for so long in that Ford bronco the police chase Ford broncos like their stock plummeted like people stopped buying them that car was like like discontinued
0: <laughs> okay well this is a funny like i think that this is funny too because you saw yeah, you that got Kennedy again. got uh John F. Kennedy got shot in a in a Cadillac, right? And I'm like, I feel like Cadillacs were the shit back then. Like they're still selling today. Yep. Yeah, hello. Yo, Parth. Hello?
1: Yo, can you hear me on your hand? No, I can't. Yeah, I can't hear you either. You got cut off again. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording and then let's try to reconnect. What is happening tonight, bro? And we have such good soul going.
0: Yeah, I I, I feel like we're, we're definitely on this tangent about this thing, but I'm like, unless one of us says that we can make it into a joke or something like that, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so it seems like what? I'm still recording. Uh, yeah, so, like, John F. Kennedy got shot while uh, in, a, in a Cadillac. And I'm like, Cadillac still be selling Wait, cars, But I don't think though. they sell them with you a drop-top
1: anymore. I, I mean, think about how rare it is. Right?
0: No, actually, yeah. Very rare. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. You know, I think that there's something there. Like, like how... Car
1: sales. Car sales. Your celebrity <laughs> status can affect, like, a brand.
0: Car sales. Yeah, for sure. Like, yo... Like, is it that uh, more rap? You know what? I don't know. Maybe this could be a bit. Maybe it can't be. But what about like, if you if you talk about someone like Lil Wayne, like if he gets head in in like a Lamborghini or like a Bugatti, like does it mean that like more people want to no, buy Bugattis because head- they think they're oh, gonna get they're head? Getting
1: head because of the Bugatti. Like, is that how it has that should to be work? In the middle, it has to be like a good car, but it can't be like a car that on its own is its own character. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Ford Bronco and the Cadillac, before they got famous in those two incidences, they were just regular-ass cars, you know? Uh,
0: I I feel like there's something there to be mapped. Because, like if, 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 like, if
1: OJ Simpson um, was driving right? a Bugatti when that shit happened, number one, they wouldn't have caught him. That's joke number one right there, right? <laughs> Second of all, uh, it's just weird. Like Bugatti's wouldn't have stopped selling. They would have been like, Hey, we can help you get away from the police. This motherfucker was driving for five hours straight.
0: All right. So if you were writing a sketch, right. And you had to replace the Bugatti with something else. That's like, maybe like more common. And like, you still get head. Like that's the same way that they're going to market this product. Right. Would you, would you replace it with like a hair comb or something? Or would like you, another product would or another do?
1: car specifically?
0: No, like another product. It could be another car, but I'm just saying another product because, like, there's, like... If we can say that certain okay. celebrities can affect car sales, right? Like, can they also affect car sales for maybe, like, the low, lowest-class Subarus? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I,
1: I think so. I I think so. Like, I would think, it be the same cloud? I think it possibly could like if the celebrity made a good case like uh oh okay you have a good example matthew mcconaughey and uh lincoln have you seen those commercials right that's a good reference because it's like yes it's a fucking lincoln like when i think of lincoln i think of old people driving their car from the 50s and the 60s that they still have my big-bodied lincoln that i still love you know like no one our age goes i need a fucking lincoln
0: (laughs) well is there any celebrity that did like a like a toilet paper commercial? No. Or like antifreeze commercial? Like I don't know. Like I feel like there's certain products. Oh that would yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know celebrities To see a celebrity a, like endorse. It's called
1: it a cat food commercial. What's her name? She was not. Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl did Which a. Which kind cat, of commercial? Cat food commercial. Okay. Yes, because like her career, her her career sound really? down like real bad. For oh some man, it's so ridiculous. That's not the point of this podcast, so we're not going to talk about it. But the point is, she's like a pretty well-known celebrity because she was in that movie, knocked up, and uh, that other doctor show. And yeah, she was doing a cat food commercial. It was hilarious. I was like, this bitch is selling cat food now.
0: Yeah, man. I I actually, you know what? I think that there's something there. I'm gonna write this down. I think that there's something there where like like celebrities could be selling like th- like products that you never thought that they would. Like I don't know. I think that there's something really funny about selling right. like antifreeze. If like if if like you're just if you've never even like you don't even know what a car is, right? Like the celebrity is just like I've never driven before because that's what my chauffeur does and my chauffeur prefers this brand. And right. The celebrities are so like, weird.
1: Dumb reasons as to why he likes it, and the chauffeur is like, no, 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 it's because of this, man.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think that there's yeah, something right there. Down, right I don't down. know what it is yet. But there's a colonel. Yeah. Okay. So um also, oh wait, sorry. Were you finished with some of your pitches? Cause I had one that I came up with, with uh with one of our friends, Logan. When I, uh, Logan yeah. Romero. Go ahead. No,
1: yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Those were my one-liners. At least the ones I'm, I think, are shareable at this point. Yeah.
0: All right. So, so um, so Logan has this joke where, uh, he thinks that old mm-hmm. people are dangerous behind the wheel, right? And um, and like I don't know. We were. I was just like, oh man, it would be really great if like, the reasoning why old people are dangerous behind the wheel is because they just don't, they don't care about their life anymore, right? That's, that's the original joke. And I'm like, yo, would it it be like funny if you can have a bit where the old person or like the old people like form a movie or something similar to like Tokyo Drift, where like instead of driving really fast and dangerously they drive really slow on the highway and being dangerous or like merging really slowly in between lanes or like parking without looking back and like you know hitting somebody i'm just
1: i'm just trying to think of what the motive would be because i think the motive would be different from tokyo drift right like it would i'm just saying i i really like that idea because like they're doing something equally dangerous so like they're on they're on board with this idea or like or the world that they're living in at least is that the thing the dangerous thing that we do is uh compared to the kids where the kids look at each other at a at a signal right like one dude will stare down another dude at a signal and he'll nod at him and then they'll race right that's like the street agreement but for old people they like they like like... look at each other and (laughs) they like spit their dentures out or something i don't know as is. (laughs)
0: i I was gonna say they continue driving and then they hit directly into each other and they're like like (laughs) yeah like no one gets hurt but (laughs) like people get frazzled you know yeah,
1: that's a good one but like i think the motive would have to be why they would do it like the kids are doing it to show how badass they are and to get like some adrenaline rush why are the old people well old people are like this is our adrenaline rush except our bodies can't do anything else
0: Yeah, yeah, because, like, there's there's something funny about them not doing it on purpose, but that's more real, and it's even funnier for them to do it on purpose because, like, right. they are just they just don't give a fuck anymore, right? They're, like, rebels. <laughs> they're breaking the rules, you know what I'm saying? They're getting away with it. Um, I just think that that's funny. I don't know if he's going to take it that way, but I can totally see that being, like, a stand-up bit, right. and I think it could be a sketch, like, a video sketch of just that. Like, I think it would be great. <clears throat> Um, I also had another sketch. Uh, sorry, I had another okay. uh, idea for you, like That's a sketch great. idea. Um, and I don't know if I remember telling you this idea or not, but you know how there's always like those really inspirational movies about like the first woman to go to, uh, you know, NASA, um, or like the first black man, you know, mm-hmm. like black, uh, I like, was it the black clansman, like the first black man to right, right. infiltrate the the KKK, and um, it's always about like this this one person who triumphs, and I just I just thought it would be really funny if someone promoted like they did the trailer in like in a nineteen ninety style way where it's just like one man, you know, blah blah blah. But in this case, it would be like the first woman, right, right, right. yeah, I KKK member or something. Like you know, at some point like women weren't allowed to be formally, you know, like in a group of, in a a clan and, you know, to express their racism. And then like, this is like, (laughs) this is a breakthrough movie. You know what I'm saying? Like the one woman character or the one man character to help a woman character become the first KKK member, woman KKK member. And like the titles that would show on the screen was just like, would be like from Esquire or like, you know, from the New York times. And it's just like, movie shouldn't have ever been made just like, or, you know, from the rolling stones, just like anyone who (laughs) buys this ticket should go to jail immediately. You know, like (laughs) just like, Uh, or like from another magazine like the L magazine it would just be like this representation of women doesn't fit what we think is should be on screen let me me throw some
1: ideas out here right because at least least from what I'm understanding the joke here (laughs) is that there's so many movies coming out where conventionally male stories are being turned into female stories like Ghostbusters for example right uh Right, like they had the all females go Ghostbusters. Yes. They had all females. Uh, what's it called? Ocean's Eleven. They did Charlie's Angels again. Uh, so they're having all these female-oriented movies, and you're doing one where, uh, or or sorry, they had going in that vein. They had a story of uh, the first female mathematicians at NASA. So you go in that same. You know, path of first female joining the KKK, right? And the progress she made, because because the KKK was ruled mm-hmm. by the patriarchy and it was a male dominated group, right? And so you, so that would be the trailer. But yes. I feel like your uh your titles have to be more cutting, right? Like, like I yeah like I, I like the ticket one for sure. Like whoever buys oh, this yeah, ticket sure. should immediately go to jail. And then, and I think the next, and then the next one should be, uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, I think we went down the wrong way here, uh, by the feminist, right? Like by like a feminist, like a well-known, like Cosmopolitan is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we agree with this, right? Because they're like a trashy female magazine, right? Like even some girls don't like Cosmopolitan. They're like they they talk a lot of trash. Uh, Huffington Post is like, we're trapped. We don't know how to we don't know how to argue this one, right? So like, yeah
0: i know yeah i just yeah and i would just love someone like like a, like a like a tommy lauren or something like that to just be like <laughs> right. just because you right. don't so, believe hey, in yeah. her and strong so tommy, family values tommy lauren is the one this
1: <laughs> time talking about feminism and left-wing arguments where she's like yeah so it's basically like such an extreme right is actually now her left that would be hilarious yeah
0: oh my god dude maybe this is it maybe maybe in my sketch I can put Tommy Lauren. No, yeah, as like written the star and directed by this, Tommy Lauren, like, We
1: need a female director in the industry. What's wrong with her, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I. Yeah. Okay. So I feel that, and like, I, I, I can totally see how. Like, if it's not this, if if it's not like this type of sketch, it would. Um, it can it can be like a man who did something else that's racist, like the first person to say the N word, like after. You know, um, the, the slaves have been freed or something like that. But I just want it, I just want a, to see a trailer where it's an inspirational movie, for for a small, right. small, small amount of people, you know? Like, there's just gonna be like, only like 10 people are gonna cry <laughs> over this movie and be like, this movie was great. This talks expect, you know, what I'm saying like this person is brave, while like ninety, like the other ninety percent of people are just like, oh, yeah, like what they, the they
1: can't relate to the struggle basically. Yeah, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but you gotta be you you gotta be careful going the male way though because okay, it's cool. already been so, done. I like like I feel like anytime you bring up the black and white thing, is I think immediately of uh, Dave Chappelle's Clayton Bigsby, which I've mentioned to you before, right? Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, like a a black yes, blind yeah, KKK great, member. So like, stage, yeah. I always feel like that's the reference point where if you do anything similar to that, like black and white relations, that that always comes up in my mind. I don't know why. And and surprisingly, your your female KKK idea is not yeah. that. It it doesn't touch on that in the same way, and I think it's unique.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. you. Just touched my heart, man. Damn, damn! All
1: right, well, not, not, cool, cool. Neither. Did you have any
0: other bits on your end that you want to work out? Okay, let me get. Oh, by the way, I saw something really funny. I want to send it to you earlier. Um, I don't know who did this, but it was like these people who said, and this is uh, on, on, like YouTube people. They said we bought a ghost off of the dark web, right? Another pr- another one was. We bought a witch off the dark web. Another one's like we bought the Grinch <laughs> off of the dark web. It has like, <laughs> oh no, man. Yeah, uh, no, it's an interesting. I, I like Dude, the. Internet. I'm not even
1: gonna lie. Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff I'm able to come up because I remember, like, I think the previous episode or the episode before that, I mentioned to you that uh, going out or like socializing and stuff really helps me come up with material, but. I've noticed that also just binging on media, like the way we were talking about these, the, the punchlines that I came up with for some of these headlines, it really helps to just consume a bunch of media, like listen to podcasts and yeah. stuff.
0: Oh, that was one thing I wanted to tell you. Okay. So I, I went up on Chocolate Secrets yesterday, and I just want to let you know that um, you were completely right I was, I think I was like ad-libbing, like ad-libbing a little bit too much. I I sat down and I really thought about the jokes that I wanted to to run through. And, um, and I had a, I, 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 I had to set up in like black font, like, you know, when I'm writing it down and in orange, I put the punchline and I was just like, okay, let me just try this set. Like, just, just say this like maybe like three times and see right. if that sounds funny. Right. And if I don't, and like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just memorize this. I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to say it the exact same way, but use a different punchline every single time I go up just to see which one hits the hardest because I was taking too long to, you, like you're rambling. Basically, point. Yeah. Um, I wasn't spending the time. Yeah. Like you, like I realized uh, like, at this point, where even if I think I know my material, I have to go over my material again and make sure that I'm hitting my punchline and stopping. Like stop talking after the punchline and um just try to do it word for almost word for word so that if something doesn't work, right. that I could just swap that punchline out with another one. Because when I went up on Chocolate Secrets, which is in Dallas yesterday, um I got solid laughs at two places that were my punchlines that I I didn't get before because right. I wasn't. So it, it kind of gave you the pause
1: that we were discussing about about how important it is to pause at certain points in your joke, and uh, and yeah, no, I I that is yes. a a technique, and to describe the technique to anyone listening is uh, basically the technique that I suggested to Aaron, which I use personally, I'm not saying it's a technique everyone should use. just something I've used is that at least the first few times when I come up with an idea, I imagine how I would see myself performing it. And I write that image I have or fantasy I have in my head word for word. And then I perform that. And then I ad lib, right? I don't, I already have a couple of punchlines I'm going to use before I start ad libbing, And that's at least something that's worked for me. Um, uh, and I'm good. To, and it's good that it worked for you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good technique.
0: Yeah. So I'm just going to like, if I had any advice for anyone that's like just starting out in uh, you know, up comedy or something like that, like really just do like, just work on your jokes and try to say the joke in the very least amount of words. Um, and if, even if you have to, To separate the text color into like two different colors, where you know that this is the setup and then this is the punchline, just make sure that when you perform it, you're performing it like very, very, like as close as possible to what you wrote down, because maybe the setup is good, but the punchline didn't land. And all you have to do is just take out the punchlines. But if you just come up with like some funny ideas and you write it down, without punchlines or you're like you'll think you'll come up with it on the spot 100 like you're sending yourself 100 uh, percent. and not fulfilling. even that i think it, it That's kind just my of opinion.
1: Yeah. uh pushes in the idea of how important writing is for stand-up all right start stand-up is you writing is a very important part of it you you there are very few people who can i don't think there's anyone in stand-up who will ever say that oh i just go up and ad-lib it you know uh there are probably some people who use the technique you just described of just writing an idea and ad-libbing it but there are few right it's, yeah, I would, I would, at least that's what I think. Anyway, I think, I think that's, I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I that.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yep. Until yeah. next time. Keep
0: following us, guys. Thank you.